Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do it right. Somebody say amen. amen. It was so fulfilling to me during the wedding to say something like this. Uh, yeah, you know, during this whole courtship, uh, engagement, marriage stuff, you know, they haven't kissed. This is their first time kissing. Amen. And in the church, everybody was like, Why is that? Why is that? Because we walk by faith. Everybody else living by their senses. Somebody say amen. amen. My mama once had a friend far, far away in another galaxy. Who, was, who she met in a church far, far away, not this church, another church, years and years ago. Maybe not, you don't even know if it's in the city where. And she started dating a, 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 another man from the church. Another man from the church. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm going here, but maybe because we was talking about this this morning, 1 Corinthians 7. Started dating another man from the church, and he was a minister. So I'm dating a man from the church, and he a minister. Now, my mama friends, they old as dirt. Come on, somebody. And she came to her and say, it's something wrong with him because he don't want to have no sex. They were just dating. In the church. Are you that surprised? Why are y'all quiet? I can't hear nothing. My mama say, he a minister. Well, I think he gay because he don't want to have sex with me. I s- See, when we walk by faith, it made people out of the world go, what? Come on, somebody. With our old self. I say, mama, are you kidding me? You know, just because you're old don't mean you're wise. Come on, somebody. You ever heard the expression, old fool? That's a true statement. You can get old and be a fool. Somebody say amen. So your whole walk needs to be by faith. Somebody say amen. Your whole walk and living for God ought to raise eyebrows every once in a while or else you're not walking by faith. If you're walking in lockstep with what everybody else is doing, if everybody's co-signing on what you're doing, is everybody approving on what you're doing, you're not walking to faith. Somebody say amen. amen. And it's risky for women because they've been taught if I don't get this man something, he's not going to stay. It, it's a risk. It's a risk. I might lose him if, if I don't go ahead and get with it because it's, it's 20 other girls out there that'll do it. But let me tell you about a righteous man. A righteous man is looking for the one that won't. Come on, somebody. We, we done had the 20 out there. Somebody say amen. We're not looking for them. We're looking for the one. Come on, somebody. That's different. Somebody say amen. amen. All my, my wife friends and cousins and all them, they was, they was, they was, they was doing their thing, but, but, but my wife said, uh, not me. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. She was a virgin when we got married. Amen. So listen, faith changes everything. When you walk by faith, you're not walking by your senses. Mama, I don't know why I'm over here, but 1 Corinthians 7, 
So then people say, well, if you don't try that, how do you know when you get married, everything going to be right? Let me tell you something. Adam and Eve, you, you understand what I'm saying? It's just certain biological things. Come on, somebody. Things line up the right way. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all know people figure it out? Adam and Eve didn't need to watch no porn. They didn't need to have no experience. They knew exactly what to do. That's how the world got populated. Everybody said that's the world's mindset. Amen. By faith, it's going to be all right. Somebody say amen. By faith, y'all going to figure it out. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> faith changes everything. If you operate in faith, your reality will be different than people who don't. Now, I have to push it on this one more time because we always have new people. People haven't heard this. So there's this idea that God is in control of everything. But we know God is not in control of everything. Come on, somebody. There's some stuff God's in control of, but there's some stuff he doesn't control. He doesn't control the human will. He doesn't control the choices people make. Somebody say amen. amen. People can choose Jesus or not. Somebody say amen. If they choose Jesus, they go to heaven. If they don't choose Jesus and they die in their sins, they go to hell. Somebody say amen. amen. God's not in control of that. Somebody say amen. amen. God's not in control when a man uh, comes down the aisle and makes a vow to his wife and then he goes out and cheats on her. God's not in control of that. Somebody say amen. amen. And so just like he's not in control of the choices people make, he's not in control of whether or not a person will stand in faith for something or they won't. And many times people that, uh, uh, that stand in faith get different results from people who don't. Somebody say amen. amen. And we've got so many stories about people that believe God and didn't have surgery. We got stories that, about people that believe God and had surgery, but it was, it was almost miraculous how they, how they uh, recovered and so forth. So we got all kinds of stories. But whatever you're doing and whatever you go through, you do it in faith. Somebody say amen. amen. Now Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is the substance. So if it's a substance, it's something. It's not something that we can touch or see. It's something beyond our senses. But if it is a substance, it, it really is something. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So right now, I got a cellular phone, I got an iPad, Siri's just trying to talk. So there's cellular uh, uh, phone waves going through this building right now. I can't see. It is a substance. I just can't grab it. I can't access it from the material world. Faith is just like that. Faith, there's a whole nother realm. There are angels in this room right now. Somebody say amen. The anointing is in this room right now. Somebody say amen. Demon spirits can be trying to uh, agitate and distract people in this room. But there's a whole nother realm. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Everybody say faith is something. Mark eleven twenty three says, this is how you activate faith. Jesus said, for verily I say unto you, he said, have the faith of God of the God kind of faith. He said, verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he said shall come to pass. What's going to happen? He shall have whatever he said. If he doesn't do this, does he get what he said? No. So I, op I can operate in faith or not. Everybody says it's my choice. So we talked about the dilemma for Christians is, uh, am I really in faith 
when I say I'm in faith? Am I really believing when I say I'm believing? Because I can say I'm believing for something and not really be believing for something. And then blame God if it didn't work. Say, well, God didn't, didn't want me to have. Sometimes there is what's called fake faith. We talked about that. Is there fake leather? Is there fake gold? Is there counterfeit money? Yeah, that's counterfeit faith. First Timothy 1 and 5 says this. It said, it talks about unfeigned faith or faith unfeigned. It talks about the fact that faith can be counterfeit. You can think you're walking in faith and you're not. Sometimes you're in presumption. Sometimes you're in foolishness. Right? So, Fred K.C. Price, who taught faith in the 70s and the 80s like no other African-American preacher did, he wrote a book. When I was seven years old, I met him. He wrote a book called Faith, Foolishness, or Presumption. Because sometimes what you're doing is not faith at all. Somebody say amen. amen. Sometimes what you're doing is foolishness. Sometimes what you're doing is presumption, presuming that God is going to do something that he never promised you that he would do. Somebody say amen. amen. All the men go out and quit their jobs and say, God's going to provide for me, and you got a wife and three kids. That's some foolishness. Somebody say amen. amen. And you're presuming that God's going to do that, and God never told you to do that. The Bible even says if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Somebody say amen. So work is in the Bible. And so you're, you're going against the word of God, trying to believe God for something that he never promised. Somebody say amen. But if we have it in the word of God, we can stand on it. Now, to do this is the risky part. You notice in uh, Mark eleven twenty three, it said, Whosoever shall send to this mountain, be thou moved, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his what? I learned this from Ken Hagen, it's so true. You can have doubt in your head, but faith in your heart. Your mind can still be doubting something, but your heart knows, no, this is God. You, know, you see what I'm saying? So you have to distinguish what we call the heart. Is The Bible also talks about the spirit. So we are three parts, right? We are what? Spirit. We are, we are spirit, right? We possess a soul. The Bible says he'll teach us how to possess our soul. We live right now in a, in a physical body, an earth suit. We have another body in heaven when we go to heaven and come back to the new earth. We have another body. Somebody say amen, just like Jesus said. But y'all, here's the thing. We, we, we are a spirit. So the, the, the heart of your spirit is your conscience, your heart. And y'all, in your heart, you can know what God has said and believe God. And still in your head, your soulless realm, you're still doubting it. And that's where it gets risky at, y'all. Because it's like, man, I'm stepping out here on this. Somebody say amen. We talked about it last week. It was so good. Talked about in Exodus when they walked over on, uh, on dry land. Walked, you know, Moses split the Red Sea. They backwards up against the wall. The Bible said that they were afraid, that they thought they were getting ready to die. Those same fearful people, Moses raised his rod, the sea split, and they walked over on dry land. We found out that it was two miles down, two miles deep, and that it was four miles wide, 
at some point. We don't know exactly where they crossed. And then, guess what? You ever hiked up two miles? Now you got to hike back up. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a mountain. Two miles? That's 10,000-something feet up, up high, right? Yeah. So, y'all, that was a risky move. It wasn't people weren't hop, skipping, and jumping. We, 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 we talked about physical risk. Now, I'm going to tell you, my wife has experienced it. There are different people in here experienced it. When you stand on the word of God and say, I'm not having surgery. I'm not taking the medicine. You better know what you're doing. Somebody say amen. Amen. You better have your faith intact. Because I heard the minister say this morning, you you be thinking, man, since Darlene tried that and it didn't work, we went to her funeral. Somebody say amen. See, that's the risky. And then you get fearful. But to stand and say, I'm not taking radiation. I'm not taking chemo. I'm going to quote the word of God day and night, and I'm going to let God heal me. Now, when you tell your doctor that, give me the emoji again, your doctor is going to have them that emoji eyes. What? Don't you know people die of this? Now, y'all, you know, I don't know what you think about Joel Osteen and all that. I love his parents, John and Dodie. And Dodie, she had, what, pancreatic cancer? But it was in the fourth stage. Her son was a doctor. Came home, and he heard the prognosis, and he started crying. Doctor said, there's not much we can do, but you can do chemo and you can do the radiation and we can hope for the best. She took the word of God and she said, look, I'm not going to have radiation. I'm not going to have chemo. Now, all the leading faith healers prayed for her at the time. Or Robs was still living. He laid hands on her. Kenneth Hagen laid hands on her. John Osteen himself laid hands on her. So many other people came and they laid hands on her. Do you know all the people that lay hands on her are dead right now? She said the Lord told her, including her husband, the Lord told her, this is your fight. This is me and you. Come on, somebody. And she took the word of God, and she, she got a whole book of 40 scriptures that she said night and day and kept confessing until the cancer left her body. Do you know that woman is still alive right now? But it's risky. And I tell people, listen, you don't go into a situation like that and ain't never prayed away a cold. So you start now. Instead of reaching for Advil, come on, somebody, when the headache. You take authority over. Come on, somebody. Symptoms of the flu, come on. You say flu, you can't touch my body in the name of Jesus. And you see results. And you do it over and over. So then when you get a prognosis like cancer or something terminal, you can stand on the word of God. You can't build a house in a hurricane. Somebody say amen. You better have some faith already. 
But it's risky. And everybody's going to look at you. Because they don't know how it's going to turn out. But in your heart of hearts, you can't doubt. Somebody say amen. And it don't matter what they know or what they think. You better know in your heart that I'm standing on the word of God and I believe God and God's going to come through for me this time. Somebody say amen. amen. Oh, that's physical risk. Do you understand what I'm saying? They told my wife, unless you take this medicine, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna miscarry this baby. And she had enough words. She had already had faith. She said, no, I believe in God. We believe God for this baby in the first place. Somebody say amen. amen. That's God's baby. Somebody say amen. amen. Got here the day before the due date. Somebody say amen. amen. Y'all, y'all heard him? That's a raving hand over there. Yeah. Say he wasn't going to get here. Somebody say amen. But she stood on the word. But sometime when you step out in faith, there's a physical risk. But we walk by faith, don't we? Three women in your family got breast cancer. Here come the doctor. You might as well cut your breasts off now. Do I have cancer? No. But it's just risky. If you don't cut your breast, do you know there are women cutting their breasts off with no cancer because somebody in their family had it and they don't want to have the risk? Y'all, you better stand out on the word of God. I break that curse in the name of Jesus. It's not coming on my body in the name of Jesus. Amen. Maybe grandma died of it. Maybe Amy died of it. Maybe mama died of it. Everybody say, not me. Because I got the word of God that says he was wounded. I wish somebody would call him for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of mine was upon him. And what? Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> There's physical risk. Then we talked about psychosocial risk. Oh my God. Mary had all of them. She goes to visit Elizabeth. She comes back to her town pregnant. Three month bump. Somebody say amen. amen. Talking about God did it. How many people need that? You, you got to be willing to look like a fool for God if God has told you to do something. Somebody say amen. amen. Do you know how foolish you look going to a bank ask, asking for a loan for a house and you have no money in your account? That's what Pat did. He, but see, you got to be almost, not crazy, but you got to be almost crazy to walk with God. God said, this is what I'm doing. Somebody say amen. amen. So, bro, wait a minute. Here's the banker. You don't have no money in your account, and you expect a loan for $300,000? Was it about $300,000? You expect a $300,000 loan on a house, and you have zero in your account? Say so you was in the red. He told them. Didn't you, you say something like, I told him, God told me. I'm standing on the word of God. God told me that house belonged to me. Amen. See, you're not ready. Because you care too much what people think. Y'all, people think you crazy. 
the realtor that showed us this property, he said he had showed this property over 100 times, wasn't impressed with us. You know, we just some black people coming over. And when we came one time, the Moonies was here. You remember that? The Moonies, the dudes in the orange, y'all know the Moonies? They was here looking around. They had all kind of contractors here looking around. So Dr. Rogers uh, and I came over one day with the realtor. And he was just so cocky. He was just, uh, he, was, he was a trip, man. He was a trip. I really wanted to put some hands on him one day. And Brother Pat was here because he was so disrespectful to me and my people one day. And so we were on this side of the building and we had taken our shoes off. So I don't mind taking my shoes off. You know, I thought we were just gonna take our shoes off. But Dr. Rogers took his socks off too. And I was looking at Dr. Rogers like. <laughs> Cause the Bible says everywhere your feet tread. So he took his socks off. So I couldn't let him take his socks off. I was like, dang, okay. So I took my socks off. Roll them up. And we walking through the grass. It's, you know, the grass going through our toes. We walking. And we quoting the scripture. Every place that I feast a trip. Do you know that really that came out there and started laughing at? What are y'all doing? Some ritual or something? Y'all, we didn't care. Can y'all look around? We got it! My faith works! See, you gotta be willing to walk away looking like a fool. People shaking their head at you. People ridiculing you. People saying they look stupid and look stupid. But we got it! Oh, you wouldn't look stupid? The Bible says, this is Jesus. I love this scripture. He says, how can you believe? Look at John 5, 44. I'm almost done. He said, how can you believe which receive honor from one another? He said, you care too much about people. That's why you can't believe. You care too much about Facebook likes and Instagram follows and TikTok clicks. Somebody say amen. Man, they got people on TikTok doing everything. They give them some money. They bark like a dog for out. They up there barking like, woo, 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 woo. Now bark like a dog licking the ice cream. Woof, 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 woof. I mean, just people doing stuff. Have y'all seen this? Got people acting a fool so they can get some likes and follows. You can't believe, Jesus said, because you care too much what people think. You look for honor from men instead of God. I didn't care what that uh, really to thought. Us walking around in our barefoot. And I told him, 
I said, bro, this probably belongs to me. I said, you try to sell it, do whatever you want to. You will not be able to sell it. We put it on the contract. We terminated the contract because I was acting a fool and wouldn't give in to our concessions. I said, you're not going to be able to sell it. To I told him, you're not going to be able to sell it to anybody because it belongs to me. A hundred people later, showing it, showing it, showing it, showing it, whoever he wanted to. And then at the day of closing, I said, I told you. Come on, somebody. I said, I told you. It belonged to me. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. But there's always a psychosocial risk. There's always what people going to think. How am I? What are you going to think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? All my members that stayed with us during COVID and all your friends was at home screaming. What the what? What the what? Y'all doing what? All up on your social media when you was posting it. WTF, what WTF, whatever that means. <laughs> right? What the freak is on, whatever they say. Hey, man, you didn't care. Yeah, prayer. Now, y'all need to be careful. Y'all need to be careful. What'd you talk? What about Psalms 91? Come on, somebody. I thought Jesus was a healer. I thought Baptist. I thought Jesus was a doctor that never lost a patient. What happened to all of that? What, what happened? Jesus will work it out if you let him. He can't work COVID out though. Come on, somebody. And we didn't care. Somebody say amen. And people ridiculed us, said all manner of things against us, but we was able to raise $400,000 and leave the storefront and get our campus. Because we kept the people of God encouraged. We kept coming. We laid hands on the sick and they recovered. Somebody say amen. We help people keep their marriage together. We help people keep their children on the right track because we stayed open. You got to stop caring, man, what people thinking. If you're going to walk by faith, because you're going to look like an idiot before it's over. You will. You will look like you are screwy in the head, but it don't matter. How did Noah look? Did he look smart? That brother looked crazy for 100 years. Until, oh, what's that? Right, oh, drops of rain? Hey, you remember that old crazy man they know? He kept telling, drops the rain. And it kept raining. Come on, somebody. And the same people that said he was an idiot, the same people that said he was crazy, come on, somebody. They start knocking on the door, but he didn't shut it so he couldn't open it. I heard somebody say, if we ever find the ark, he said, we're going to find fingernails on the side of the ark where people were clawing, trying to get in. The people that didn't believe. Say, when you walk by faith, you go on the word of God. God says it's going to rain, so we're going to get ready. Somebody say amen. amen. Do y'all remember? This is a visitor so y'all can, so can watch this. Y'all remember two months before uh, the ice storm when you couldn't get nothing? We stood up in the pulpit over there and said, the Lord said, that there's, gonna, there's something coming. Go ahead, stock up. 
and the people that stock up, we wasn't in no lines. We weren't trying to get nothing. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Because God said, and we walked out by faith. Yeah. And your stupid rest, what you doing? Well, men of God say we should start. Oh my God, really? Oh my God, really? Really? You really into that church stuff, huh? But then when the come on, when the storm hit. Huh? Who's knocking on your door trying to get some bread, trying to get some water, trying to get some food? Come on, somebody. <laughs> it don't matter how you look at first. If you're going to walk by faith, somebody say amen. amen. Now, here's the last thing that we're going to deal with today. What about socioeconomic risk? Financial. If I do this, it's going to put me back, set me back financially. You know, God always telling you something to do with your money, especially when you're stepping out on him. Now, if you don't need nothing, don't worry about that. If you got everything you need, don't worry about no money. But if what you have in your hand it's not enough to meet your need. Turn it into a Now that's the Bible. That's the Bible. I don't care what you heard Gino Jennings say. I got you right here. Y'all need to stop watching that dude, man. Always coming against the church. Hey, he not getting paid. He no, he don't have no money on YouTube every five minutes. And this station ain't making no money either. Are you kidding me? Y'all ain't stop watching this stuff. Because the Bible says, as long as the earth remains, seed time of harvest. And y'all can't nobody talk me out of it because we've seen it. We wouldn't be in this church if it wasn't for that principle. Somebody say amen. amen. So let's go there. First Kings 17, 13 and 4. 14. I mean that, Jesus, y'all. Don't, because y'all not strong enough to decipher. And some of that stuff gets in. First Kings 17, 13 to 14. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. This woman did not have enough. She did not have enough. They were getting ready to die. It was a famine. She said, all we got, all I got is enough flour to make a cake for me and my sons. All right. But God wants to provide for her. God wants us to have more than that. God don't want her to die. Because Jesus said, I came that you might have and have it more. But now, here we go. Carnally. Carnally, let's eat this and die. That's all, we, that's all I can do. Because we walk by sight, not by faith. We were walking carnal. Right? But in God's grand scheme of things, Spiritual laws can take effect on what you have if you put it in the right hands. So Elijah says, 
Swiss jurisdictions with what you got, with your money, whatever you got. He said, give it to me first. Y'all see this? He said, but he said, don't fear. He said, first of all, stop, stop being afraid you're going to die because you're not going to die. He said, now, make me a little cake first and then bring it to me. And after that, make it for your children. Now, listen, listen. <laughs> Brianna sitting there holding her little baby. They ain't got enough food. Here I come along. Don't look like I need no cake, do it? Well, let's just keep it real. That brother might not have been skinny. He might have been, you know, a little chunky, a little thick. But the baby over there looked like they need some food. Come on, let's in the natural. No, give me the cake first. Can I, can I get my emoji eyes back up there? And you know, Brianna, she can make some eyes too. Sometimes I be preaching, she be like, Brianna say, Pastor, what's your problem? What's they used to tell me all the time? Stealing, stealing bread from the, from, the, from the mouths of the children? You stealing bread from the mouths of the children? See, in the natural, that's what it seems like. Seems like it'd be kind of risky to give the man of God the last little cake, doesn't it? Look what happens. Let's go back. So he said, give it. He said, give it to me first. And then for his son, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day of the Lord sends rain upon the earth and the famine is over. He said, what you're getting ready to do is going to sustain you and your children until the famine is over. Do you hear this? Now, faith is risky. But how risky is it? Is she going to eat and die? Or she can trust the man of God and still possibly die, but it is the man of God. She's seen him do signs, wonders, and miracles. What have I got to lose? Y'all, so many times you're in a situation, what do you have to lose? I mean, what you got ain't enough. People talking about, I can't afford the tie. Well, what you got ain't enough. You making all your bills every month? No. Okay, what? Why don't you trust God with the money? I can't hear nobody. Yeah. It ain't trusting the man. Somebody say amen. Y'all see all the work we did around here? We not taking the money doing nothing else but what the Lord told us to do. Somebody say amen. But y'all, this is a risky situation. So what do you do? Well, this woman sold him to the man of God, gave him a cake for not because he wanted the cake. He wanted to take what she had, bring it into the kingdom's jurisdiction, and multiply it back to her. That's a kingdom principle. Somebody say amen. Everybody say risky business. Yeah, if you're going to step out on faith, it's some risky business. Y'all, if you start a business, there's some money called Anybody know? Start with an S. Seed money. What does that mean? I'm going to pour this money in. People empty out their retirement. Come on, somebody. 
empty out their savings for seed money into a business because they're believing that if I put this money in, somebody say amen, it's going to multiply back and we're going to start making some money. And y'all, that's risky. That's not a sure thing. But what about the kingdom of God? It's a sure thing. Y'all remember the woman, Jesus said, who gave all she had? Luke 21, 2 through 3. Jesus, and when he saw the certain poor widow casting in her two mites, he said, of a truth I said unto you, this poor widow has cast more than they all. Go to the next scripture. For all these have given out of their abundance, cast into the offerings of God. But she of her penury, of her lack, have cast in all the living that she had. You ever been in church and God told you to give it all? I have. I done did it before. And it was multiplied back to me. Somebody say amen. amen. All I'm trying to get you to see, we can talk about the mechanics of faith, we can talk about name it, claim it, we can talk about confessing it and decreeing it all day long. But until you're willing to step out and look foolish sometimes, until, you, until you're willing to risk finances sometimes, somebody say amen, until you're willing to even come under physical risk sometime. Amen. Baby, the baby got 101 fever. Okay, I'm going to lay hands on him. Y'all, you better know what you're doing. Faith is risky. But y'all, the greater the risk, the greater the reward. It's not only risky, it's rewarding. Amen. Somebody say amen. Because when we had lost everything, we were in that, in that, in that hotel room. <laughs> my mentor, my pastor, who was rich, by the way, who was a multimillionaire, though he didn't talk about it, he said, man, we're going to send y'all some money. Never sent nobody less than $10,000. And they was pulling money out of our account every day because we was in the hotel. We had two hotel rooms. FEMA hadn't kicked in. We didn't know if they was going to kick in. We didn't know what. And God said, don't take that money from him. Sow a thousand into him. Somebody say amen. amen. And that's what we did. And everything turned around from that very moment. Everything turned around. We closed on our house in 28 days, like you said. But the party left out of us with no money down. Amen. Come on, somebody. We not, we not only got our earnest money back, we got three, four times our earning money back at clothing, at closing, and then putting no money down on a $400,000 house on the lake in the dream neighborhood, 28 days closing. Y'all, but it was risky. Are you willing to take this adventure of faith? Are you? Because sometimes your faith might not work. But what about just the number of odds? Just keep believing. Just keep on believing. The crippled people, would you yank them up out of a wheelchair? Oh no, oh no, that's risky. 
What if they fall? What if they don't? What if they walk? What if the first five people you yank out of a wheelchair fall, but the sixth one walk? Are you willing to take the ride? 